Hello, friends. Happy Bank Holiday Monday. You're listening to the Lincolnite Podcast with me, Ronnie Byrne. If you're listening on a podcast provider, as always, please leave us a review and remember to hit subscribe. But if you're listening on the Lincolnite website, you can find the links to your preferred podcast provider at the bottom of the page. Extinction Rebellion is a global environmental movement started in 2018. They use non-violent civil disobedience to bring public attention to the climate emergency and to push the government into doing something about it. Personally, everything that I'd ever known about Extinction Rebellion has come from media coverage of their demonstrations, and that, to me, is a problem. We've all seen the road blockades, the occupations of major buildings, but none of the news channels covering these events really got into why they were doing these things. I mean, it's, it's all well and good using phrases like climate protesters, but there's got to be more to it than that, right? Surely they have, like, a list of things that they want to happen, a goal or an end game. Then why don't we get to hear about it? Extinction Rebellion recently had their spring uprising in London, which saw thousands of people descend on the capital to raise awareness of the climate emergency, including a bunch of demonstrators from Lincolnshire. Ah, I had the opportunity to meet with Pete, Rosemary and Eddie. They are three Lincolnshire-based Extinction Rebellion activists that were present at the London demonstration. And I wanted to know more about Extinction Rebellion, their goals, why they resort to civil disobedience and just everything in between. The Mears Porgans and Mitchard Radleys of the world would have used this opportunity to berate these people without letting them put their point across. But as I seem to say on every episode at the moment, I'm in the business of learning things. Whether people agree with it or not, everyone on this show gets a fair crack of the whip. So friends, Pete, Rosemary and Eddie of Extinction Rebellion. Magic, so we're stood in Lincoln Arboretum. Thank you ever so much for joining me today, friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone has heard of Extinction Rebellion, but in your own words, what is it that Extinction Rebellion want? Okay, uh, what we have is we've got three quite simple demands. Uh, the first one is that the government and media tell the truth because they're not telling us the truth about the uh, seriousness of the climate crisis at the moment. The second one is that they act now. We're out of time. The latest IPCC uh, report gave us now only about three or four years to stop putting CO2 into the atmosphere or else we're beyond no chance of reaching 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. We'll be over two and Pete wants to come in here. Well, yeah, I mean, the, well, the third demand is um, a citizens' assembly, um, and that means basically it's like a, a big jury, um, and they take the responsibility really of deciding um, where we go with with sorting the problem out as far as the climate's concerned. But if I could just say, overall, what we want is climate justice. Mm. We want we want the climate problem to be solved, but it needs to be fair and equitable for everybody, because at the moment there are people, most people in the who are suffering from uh, the climate emergency. In the global south they are poor people mm. they will suffer we can't just pull the plug on everything and just say right that's it we'll solve the climate crisis we need to work out a solution that is going to benefit everybody especially the planet I also just add another word. My friend Eddie over there said we've got three or four years, but in fact, the IPCC have reported that we've only got 20 months in which to get peak oil uh, use and energy use. So uh, it's really far more critical than even we think it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, we also have an immediate demand at the moment, which is coming this year because of how important it is. And that's the end to all fossil fuel investment, all fossil fuel subsidies, all new fossil fuel licenses. It has to happen now if we're going to have a chance of, of winning this one. And it's an interesting one for sure, because you bring up that it is for the people. Of course, it is for the people. You know, the climate does affect everybody. The environment affects everybody. 
but I think people would be dismayed in which the way in which you send your message. Why does Extinction Rebellion appear to rely on civil disobedience in order to get their point across? I'll leave that one open to the room. <laughs> um, we use civil disobedience very reluctantly. Mm. Nobody wants to sit in a road. Nobody wants to get abuse from the general public. Nobody wants to get arrested. It's a last resort. And if you look back historically, all the successful um, campaigns, the, the um, justice campaigns of the past, like the suffragists and the civil rights movement, they all had to resort to, um, for, to direct action. That's why we do it. Because time's so short, as we said earlier, because time's so short, we've only got a year, two years, three years before we seriously need to make um, a big difference with the climate. We have to resort to tactics. It's the, it's, it's the only way we can we can get rapid change, really. So we resort to these tactics, which nobody wants to do. Yes, I mean many many of us have <laughs> stood in local elections or even national elections and uh, to try and get some action on climate change. But given the system we've got with first first past the post, um, media, uh, right wing media, and all the money that's sort of thrown at the big parties, then smaller parties that are really concerned about the environment have, have got nowhere. Uh, we can't really wait till the next election. And even if we could, are we going to get a majority that are in favour of doing something drastically quickly on climate change? This is the only option we feel we have. Yeah, no, that. Happy with that? Not Rosemary took the words out of my mouth. Well <laughs> I mean, there's there's no doubt, and I really gave this some thought. There's no doubt that Extinction Rebellion have helped to bring conversations about the environment to the forefront of the national conversation. We are talking about it more than ever. Do you feel? personally in yourselves that Extinction Rebellion will be successful in getting these things that you describe and if not do you feel that making it a bigger talking point than it ever was is a level of success in itself? So um, I can only say personally I can hope mm. we can't guarantee we don't know but the thing is the situation is so desperate mm. that we've got to take the, the, the steps we're taking if we're going to have any hope um, and and I think we're going to win this one. I think we will get the public to understand and they will understand that short-term disruption to their own personal lives is nothing compared with the threat that's coming down the road from the climate disaster. Um, but can't guarantee it. I mean, if you look back, I mean, the, the, the Paris Climate Agreement of 2015, um, Britain has actually failed every single year in the targets that were given at this, at this climate agreement and, and and that's not good enough so we do what we can you know we're out in the streets we're going to do the best you know if we fail we're going to fail trying and it's better you know who wants to be a bystander when we're just witnessing the whole destruction of the planet it's true it's a good point and you know speaking of demonstrations civil disobedience you recently had the spring rebellion in london how did that go what did you get up to who wants, to, who wants to tackle that? <laughs> well, I think about 25, at least 25 rebels from Lincolnshire went to the rebellion. And uh, by all accounts, it was very successful. I had a really great time there. Um, we had a lot of people coming together and doing actions on the streets, doing a lot of outreach, talking to people about joining XR and what it means and how they can help out with the, uh, with the movement. I mean, one thing that I really like about the rebellion and uh, about Extinction Rebellion is the 
way that people come together and they start reconnecting with each other and reconnecting with nature and really starting to build the sort of community I'd like to see in the future. I mean, we've got to change. We've got to have drastic changes to our lifestyle. Let's get rid of all this consumerism and all this materialism and get back to what really matters in life, which is connecting with each other, enjoying that people's time, creativity, all those other good things in life. Gardening, evening, even. <laughs> I mean, the popular press will report on um, any aggression that we get when we're down at these actions. But I've actually found just the opposite. Yeah. The people have been brilliant. They've been very, very supportive. And quite often, bystanders will just join in with us. Yeah. And it has been, that, that really does um, give, fill me with hope. Yeah. Because without those people, the numbers won't be great enough. And, and, and I sincerely believe that the numbers will build up and, and we will make a significant difference in the long term. I mean, they, according to low, uh, opinion polls, 80% of people in this country are either concerned or very concerned about climate change. Uh, we certainly aren't getting 80% of the population out on the streets. But if we could only get a couple of million out uh, doing, doing that and saying, you know, not to get arrested, but just to show their support and to show that they believe the government isn't doing anywhere near enough at the moment, then uh, we may get the change that we desperately need. Yeah, it's true. People, people genuinely are concerned about it, you know, and I'm, I'm 27. I don't have any kids, but when I eventually do, I'm terrified about the world that they're going to come into in terms of the climate, in terms of everything like that. When you do go to something on that scale, because the London demonstrations are your biggest, yeah. surely, yeah. yeah. Do you ever get nervous on the way down or is it a feeling of excitement? Is it a bit of a buzz? You know, it's... <laughs> it's a mixture of all of it, really, because you know you're going to do something which takes you out of your comfort zone. Mm. What we've told ourselves we need to do is to go outside our comfort zone. As Pete's already said, we'd much rather be able to sit at home, put our feet up, not worry about it. But we've got this disaster down the road. So there's a bit of nervousness and there's a bit of excitement <laughs> because you know that you're going to take part in some actions. Yeah. Some people will march. Some people will take more extreme actions they're always non-violent and I think what happens in the capital is that people understand that particularly the police now and actually although you know mm. the, the police and us are sort of at odds with each other they tend to treat us on the whole not badly because they know that you know we're not going to try to give them a kicking and so they're not going to give us a kicking well of course they also know that the climate change will affect them and affect their children and their grandchildren uh, you know they, they might be having to uphold the law at the moment but in their hearts of hearts they must know that uh, we desperately need some action there'll also be a complete breakdown of law and order when the when the um the climate crisis really hits us in this country the police know that yeah. so in actual fact we're i mean we are doing them a favor and i think they appreciate it because you know we're trying to get the government to act and it's in the police's interest for the government to act yeah definitely and what i've got written down is that nine of the lincolnshire based activists were arrested um i won't ask if any of you were arrested don't want to jeopardize anything there anything that could be but speaking of arrests do you worry that people could be reluctant to join extinction rebellion in terms of actually getting themselves a criminal record yeah uh, of course people have got to take that into consideration. I have to say, first of all, there are so many more roles than getting arrested in Extinction Rebellion. In order to have a successful movement, you need a lot of support and lots of things that people can do that don't involve arrest. Um, I think that 
If you do take the decision to get arrested, we provide an enormous amount of training yes. and background information so that anybody who does take that decision, it's an informed choice. They realize the risks, they realize the implications, both in the instance and for like future prospects of say jobs and things like that. So it's, it's something which we pay a lot of attention to. And, and just to wrap up, as, as I'm sure you know, as I'm sure you've experienced, online comment sections, you're already laughing. They can be brutal, absolutely brutal. To so the person sat listening to this interview right now and they're itching to write a negative comment, failing to acknowledge the seriousness of the climate like we discussed at the start, what would you say to them? I'm, I'm going to come to each of you for this. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, first of all, I'd say to these people, read the science. Mm. You know, the science tells us, and I'm talking about the truly independent science, not, not these scientists who are funded by the fossil fuel industry or even on the opposite side. Mm. The independent scientists all tell us that we're in a climate emergency. Now, don't forget what emergency means. You know, emergency means we need to start panicking. You know, we need to really start acting. Mm. You know, second question I would ask these people, right, do you believe the government are doing enough? If you believe it's a climate emergency, do you believe the government are doing enough? And I'm not talking about promises, I'm talking about action, because they're full of promises. You know, we've got these promises about what they're going to do by 2030, 2035, 2050. I want to see action. Mm. We need action. And if you answer, if you if you believe the science and you believe the government aren't doing enough, there's only one course of action to take, really, and that is to join us. You know, don't hate us. Just keep an open mind. I'd say to these people, keep an open mind. Read the science before you start trolling all these these um, people who are just trying to do the best for the planet and for the future generations. Throw things, throw it back your way. Okay. <laughs> I I think one of the reasons that people have this knee-jerk reaction where mm. they go oh forget it they're a bunch of yeah. eco-terrorists or whatever is they're frightened mm. and i think the the concept that we've accepted that the world is under existential threat in other words we are going to lose our lives or our children are going to lose our lives the world is going to be devastated it's just too much for them to handle and an easy way is to put your head in the sand pretend it doesn't exist and just shout at the people that are telling you the truth and i think that's one of the problems a lot of people had and i'm saying you've got to accept that this is so serious that you can't turn your back on it anymore we really need you to join us and I would just like to say that, um, yes, we do get trolls, we do get people who are very negative about it, but at the end of the day, climate emergency, climate crisis, changing the weather and so on, are going to affect every single one of us. It's not a sort of divisive thing. It's not just going to affect poor people and not rich people or black people and not white people. It's going to affect every single one of us, not only in this country, but throughout the world. And so we've got to forget all those divisions and come together and work on this one together. Friends, I've learned a lot today. Thank you ever so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Pete, Rosemary and Eddie from Extinction Rebellion there, friends. Three of the loveliest people you'll ever meet. Regardless of your opinion, on their methods, the passion for their cause is admirable. You can find out more about the movement by heading to extinctionrebellion.uk. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lincolnite Podcast. Remember to share, review, and subscribe. I've been Ronnie Byrne, and we'll catch you next time.